Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I'm so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. So friends, I am so excited about today's episode. Today, we're talking about how to have more fun and why fun is so important. Now, let's be honest, being an adult is hard. There is so much to navigate, so much to balance, so much to figure out. We're thinking about work and bills and health insurance and our living situations. For so many of us, we wake up far earlier than we want to. Anyone else? We work all day at school or at our offices, we eat lunch at our desk, and then we come home at the end of the day feeling totally and thoroughly spent. The things we're doing are good and important and necessary, but as we're making time for all these important things, we also need to make sure that we're having some fun. Our guest for today's episode is my new friend, Annie F. Downs. Annie is an amazing author, podcaster, and speaker. She has a new devotional book called Chase the Fun, 100 Days to Discover Fun Right Where You Are. And that's exactly what we're talking about in this episode. We're talking about why having fun matters. It actually matters, like for our brains and our bodies. And Annie and I would both agree that fun is an important spiritual practice. We're talking about how to figure out what sounds fun to us and how to actually do those things. We're talking about practical ways to make more time for fun, even with super busy schedules. We're talking about how to embrace the things that we find to be fun, even if those things aren't necessarily cool. We're talking about how to start a new hobby and so much more. Friends, if you've been itching to add more fun and joy into your life, especially this summer, but you don't know where to start, this episode's for you. But before we dive in, I have a resource I wanna make sure to share with you, and it's called the Lipstick Gospel Devotional. The Lipstick Gospel Devotional is a 90-day devotional to help you consistently connect with God, hearing from Him, trusting His plans, and feeling His presence in your everyday life. In the devotional, we talk about how to consistently spend time with God and feel connected to Him well beyond your morning quiet times. We talk about how to trust the plans that God has for your life and how to figure out what those plans even are. We talk about how to step into your God-given identity, feeling truly beautiful and good enough in your skin. We talk about how to keep your faith strong in the midst of uncertainty and transition and really hard days. We talk about how to add more joy and more delight and even more whimsy into your everyday life and so much more. Friends, if you're looking to grow in your faith these days, I would love to share this with you. To pick up a copy, just go to stephaniemaywilson.com or you can click on the link in my Instagram profile. I'm at Esme Wilson over on Instagram. Okay, with that said, let's jump into the episode. Here's my conversation with Annie. All right, friends, I am so excited for who you get to meet today. I'm sitting here with my brand new friend, brand new friend, brand new friend, friend, uh, Annie F. Downs. Annie, thanks so much for being here at Girls' Night. Um, I mean, welcome from neighbor to neighbor. We are so close to each other right now. <laughs> we didn't realize that, but like truly we are, yeah, we're like four yes. minutes away from each other. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. But hi, thanks so much for having me, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so for women who haven't met you, which I feel like there's no way, they, like they have to have met you. So they're just getting to know you. On a, they're just getting to re-meet you. That's Tell us right, who that's you right. are, uh, what you do, and a fun fact about yourself. Okay, so I'm Annie F. Downs, F as in fun or fancy. There's another Annie Downs. She is a quilt designer in Australia, and she's like the premier quilt pattern designer. 
And so that's why we have the F in everything because uh -huh. otherwise I am surrounded by quilt patterns in my life. Uh -huh. And so uh, Annie F. Downs, I am an author, a podcaster. Uh, I travel and speak and have host my own tour. And I also own the That Sounds Fun podcast network with my business partner, Kelly Haywood. And so we are part of helping about 15 shows um, exist out in the world that I am not on any of them. It's really awesome. It's one of my favorite things I get to do is help run the network. And um, so that's what I do. And the fun fact about myself is that I sleep in socks every night, full stop. Never miss. Never miss a night. Yeah. Has this been like a lifelong thing? Like I don't remember not sleeping in socks, but I don't remember why it started. Like, I don't, I, I mean, I don't remember. I, I just can't tell you when I go to bed, Stephanie, I'm like, my feet are, here's the other dumb thing. Three nights a week, I get in bed without socks. And then I'm like, my feet are so cold. And then I have to go and get socks. As I should just keep them in my bedside table. I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to put a pair in my bedside table. But yeah. I sleep with socks every night. That's my fun fact. Uh, this is so random, but my friend Hannah, she and I went to a conference together like a couple years ago. And so we had one, like one overnight. And yeah. at this overnight, I got to find out that she wipes down her feet with baby wipes before bed every single night. So like, what? she just wants extra clean feet when she gets into bed. And I'm not saying that I do that every night now, but <gasps> I do it if I've been like out and about yeah. And I'm like, I'm not dirty enough to shower or I'm, you know, I'll do it tomorrow morning or something like that. I do that. And I told her that recently and she goes, how do you know that I do that? I feel <gasps> like the socks is a similar thing. Like someone yes. is going to start sleeping in socks and they're going to say, Annie, like I sleep in socks too now. And you're going to go, how Well, everyone talks a big game about like, oh, I could never sleep in socks. I would get so hot. My feet need freedom. And I'm like, y'all, 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 you are missing out because there is like a very warm, cozy experience awaiting you. If you just, and it doesn't have to be like winter wear socks. It can just be your basic um, athletic sock. <laughs> and so it's awesome. It's my, it's great. I feel I like great. in my head, I just started a club for you called like the Toasty Toesies Club or something oh, like that. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Toasty Toesies Unite. hundred um, percent. Okay. I love this so much. That's a great fun fact. What um, made you start asking people that? Okay. So the, the heart of the show is girls' night. And yeah. we have conversations about big things and hard things and silly things. And, you know, anything you would talk about at a girls' night is fair game here. But since we're new friends, like since a lot of the people that I'm bringing on the show have never met my listeners before, I feel like it's nice to have sort of an icebreaker. And yeah. so that's kind of a, a just a reminder that we're all human and we're all normal. And yes. whether we're talking about something silly or big or, you know, no matter what our... Uh, my favorite is when people have fun facts that you never imagine. And yeah. it's just so humanizing and so like, it's just a way to connect. And so yeah. anyway, it's been, it's really my favorite part of the show. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a good reminder. There are so many times that we think of people whose books we read or that we see on TV or see in movies or listen to their music, that they are somehow other from uh -huh. us. Uh -huh. and, and I recently had an experience where some of the internet got mad at me. And when it happened, I had this, I mean, it happens every six months to everybody, right? Like everybody who has a public thing, there's something that makes people mad. Yeah. So it happened in the spring. And, and I remember thinking, oh, like actual celebrities, this happens to them all the time. Uh -huh. Like people hate them all the time. Uh -huh. And we forget they're humans who like yeah. see what people say about them. Yeah. And, and so this is the same thing of like, we are, nobody is other. We are mm -hmm. all the same. And yeah. we're all exactly the same. And so you're, that's a beautiful leadership thing you're doing just to remind everybody that like, 
we're not all that different from each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Thanks for saying that. So, okay, you have a new devotional that is coming out this week, yes. right? Um, yes. And it's called Chase the Fun, 100 Days yes. to Discover Fun, right where you are. I cannot wait to hear about this. Tell us about the book um, and tell us about like the story behind it. How did this come about? Yeah. Okay, so you would think that I would learn my lessons, but Steph, I do not learn my lessons. So when I wrote Let's All Be Brave a couple of years ago, I I wrote a book about my own experience of these opportunities where I felt God had invited me to do something courageous. Now, none of it was like, massive compared to what a lot of people have been through. But it was like when I moved to Nashville, right? Like, and and after I moved to Nashville, I moved to Scotland. Yeah, it's scary and it's hard and it's a change of your life. So after I wrote that book, that was kind of telling the people to like, here's what I did and here is why I did it. After the book came out and all these people started reading it and they were like, well, how? How do we do that? And I was like, oh, my bad. You're right. I didn't tell you the how. And so Mm -hmm. I wrote a devotional called 100 Days to Brave they kind of helped people like take the concept of let's all be brave and actually put feet to it. Yeah. So then, all right, that's that sounds fun and it came out in February of 2021. And in February of 21 when it came out, I had accidentally done the same thing of like here's what fun is and here's why fun matters and the readers believed me and then they were like, "Okay, so how?" And I was like, "Annie, you dummy, you did it again." <laughs> You forgot to tell people how. But lucky for us, there is a way to tell people how after they read the book. And so we sat down and kind of went, there are three main sections of That Sounds Fun, the joys of being an amateur, the power of falling in love, and why you need a hobby. And so I just sat down and I went, okay, let's split this up for 100 days. And let's do a month on why it's important to be an amateur. Let's do a month on falling in love. And let's do a month on finding a hobby. And, and by the end of the 100 days, could people's lives really be different? And so that's where it came from. And that's, it, it's so fun to me, Stephanie. You'll, I mean, I, I, you will appreciate this too as a person who creates a lot of content. It is really fun to make things for people that are just beautiful and that are just uh, good art. Mm-hmm. And then there's a different thing when you go like, no, this is, this is a thing that will help you. Yeah. This will like change your life. Yeah. in some way. And so it's really fun when I get to be a part of these kind of projects like Chase the Fun. I mean, it's my words, I wrote it, but there's a lot of people involved in these yeah. kind of projects. And I'm like, man, what a gift to get to be a part because it's a gift to me. I mean, I, it, as I'm writing it, my life is changing. I and so that. I just, I absolutely love it. I love that. I love that. Well, okay. So I want to back up a little bit. So this is kind of backstory, yeah. um, but I want to hear like, why is fun important? Because fun seems yeah. like an extra thing. It seems like not even like the whipped cream on the Sunday, but like the optional cherry or something. Yes. You know, it just seems like it's not really that important or it's frivolous or extra in some way. But I don't think that that's true. And so I want to know, like, why does fun matter? Yeah, I mean, the the core of it is that we prioritize everything that we think makes us healthy. Everything that we, So there's two things we run after as humans. We run after what makes us healthy and what makes us happy. And sometimes those are the same things and sometimes they are not, right? Because like how I feel about Oreos is going to make me happy, happy. but not necessarily make me healthy. Though mm-hmm. I do not think there is good food and bad food, but I do recognize that that I can run after Oreos when I'm trying to escape versus when I'm just trying to have two Oreos with my friends after a dinner, right? 
And so when it comes to fun and why fun matters, we all are looking to be healthy and happy. It is just like in us. It is why there is a gap in our souls is that being with God meets those needs. And there is a reflection of that in our everyday life. And I know this is like significantly more serious than like fun's just good for your body. And it is good for your body. There's like real science around how fun matters to your physiological life. Mm. But I will tell you that I think fun is a spiritual thing. And I think it is an emotional thing. And I think it is a physical thing. It is this, this other thing. We all sleep. We all eat. Hopefully, we move our bodies. We are in relationships. We are going to the places that make us healthy. So for me, that's counseling. And for me, that's seeing my family. And for me, that's church. There are these places that are at my Peloton and Burger Up and Uh my friends' houses. And, you know, like there are places I prioritize and things I prioritize that I'm going to go to because they make me feel like the Annie that I want to be. And fun matters because I think for all of us, that is actually true about fun, that fun makes us who we want to be. We've just forgotten and we just haven't prioritized it on on our life list. But what I keep seeing over and over again is if you don't prioritize, I'm I'm like a self-proclaimed expert on fun, but I talk about it every day for the last, I mean, that sounds fun. The podcast started in 2014. So for the last eight years, I've talked about fun multiple times a week, if not every day. And what seems to happen, Stephanie, is is if we don't prioritize fun, it's a little bit like a pressure cooker and and the the top explodes off and we do escapism behaviors. If we don't say, oh, I actually made space in my life for a vacation or for a fun dinner or to go see Hamilton at TPAC or whatever, these like moments of fun. If you don't do that, the pressure cooker blows. And so it's like, instead of, you know, I'm going to, take off with a girlfriend for a weekend, you're like, I'm going to quit my entire life. Like, I just have to get out of here forever. 100%. And that's the question. I mean, I often, when I'm talking to women in our age brackets, like, you know, late 20s to early 40s, kind of that like, I'm out in the world. I'm not in college. I may be dating. I may be married. I may be a mom, but I may be none of those things. Like, there's such a wide variety. I'm a professional. I'm a stay-at-home mom. There's such a wide variety of what women in our age bracket are doing with their days. Then the conversation is when you say a thing like Oreos or when you say a thing like a weekend away, the the where the road splits is, are you doing this for release or for escape? Mm-hmm. And so if you're if you and your girlfriends are going on a trip to Dollywood and it is just for fun, And it is like, you just want to ride the Eagle Ride and have some cinnamon bread and lay by the pool at, at, you know, the Dollywood Resort. Great. Dream More Resort. Great. If you are doing that because in your life you are in pain and you tell everybody that you accidentally left your phone at home, but you know you really left your phone at home on purpose. And at dinner that night, you don't drink one glass of wine, you drink three because you just want to fall asleep faster, then you need to pay attention that, that you're doing one behavior for two different reasons. Yeah. And one of them is fun and one of them is running from your life. Yeah, yeah. And one of them is going to lead to good things and one of them is That's going right. to not. It's two different trees with two different fruit. Yeah. You know, like yeah. one one has good fruit. One has, now, and I'm not anti-escapism actually, Stephanie. I'm like, I'm actually okay if you do that as long as you call it what it is. Like, don't try to tell me you're just going on vacation. Tell me you're running from your life. 
My counselor says to me so often, she's like, I don't care what you did. I want to know why you did it. Oh, I like that. And, that. and then and then it just like removes the power of the bad behavior. And instead it becomes a motive conversation. Now, I'm not talking about like murder or, <laughs> right. uh, you know, I, to be right. clear, I'm talking about yeah. Oreos yeah, or yeah. Dollywood, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and so I, when we're talking about those things, it is going like, so I had a, I had a really sad thing happen about four years ago. And I just wanted to stop hearing from people saying, I'm sorry that this happened. You know, like when someone dies in your family or when there's a breakup or when there's a work change and everybody so lovingly and thank God that we have community that says, hey, I'm so sorry. I was like, I cannot receive another I'm so sorry text message, right? So I turned my phone off and I went and saw a movie. Mm-hmm. So for two hours, I escaped from my life. Mm-hmm. Now, if that had been two weeks, that's a problem. Yeah. Two hours, okay. And then yeah. I, the, the question is, when you get back in the car, do you turn your phone back on? Yeah, yeah. Right? I, um, it's so funny. I'm going to butcher one of these, but two Anne Lamott quotes came to mind yeah. as you're talking. Um, and one about fun being holy. I love her quote yes. that says, laughter is carbonated holiness. It's yes. just like one of my favorite things. Um, yes. Then also, I think she said something like, everything will work again if you unplug it and plug it back in. Um, and yes. I think that there's there's some real truth to that. And I think that there, like you're saying, there are like healthier ways to do that. Like turning off your phone is just maybe the best thing we could do ever. Yes. But like running from the people in your life who are kind of, you know, keeping track of you, keeping an eye on you, making sure you're okay, yep. checking in with you. Yep. Like running from those people um, is kind of yep. a different thing. But I mean, also sometimes you just need to turn it off for a minute, kind of. That's right. No matter. And you know the why. Like you mm-hmm. may not, it may be hard to even tell yourself the truth, but you know the why for why you're doing, I, we know every why for why we're doing what we're doing, right, Steph? I mean, that's the problem is like, we we can hide our motives from everyone else except ourselves and God, Yeah. right? Like we can't hide our motives from ourselves. And so it, I don't even care if you say it out loud. If you will just say to yourself, I, I recognize that the reason I'm doing this is I'm running from something or I'm running to something, that even that confession to yourself is it makes you tap the brakes on yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I, I, I'm telling everybody that I'm just having fun. So I'm thinking about our friends who are still dating, right? That aren't married yet. And they go like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just having fun. I'm just out there having fun. And you're like, okay, but you're like making decisions that you said a month ago you weren't going to make. It's just fun. Okay, well, you can say that to me all you want to. But when you lay your head down on your pillow, you have to tell yourself that you're just having fun and you don't believe yourself. And so tell yourself the truth that you're lonely or you're scared or you are disappointed. (laughs) I mean, how much, this is probably too serious for a girls' night, but girls' nights get serious sometimes. Girls' nights get serious, yes. Right? I mean, like how often are we making decisions out of disappointment Mm. and out of like frustration that we don't have what we want? And then you go like, yeah, I mean, someone on the outside would look in and say that looks really fun. On the inside, we know that we're making decisions out of disappointment. Yeah. And so either do the thing or don't do the thing, but at least tell yourself the truth of why. Yeah, yeah. I think when we're honest, like we can, I don't know, it just starts us on a level playing field. We can figure out what to do with that from there. But um, I I really like that. it, 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 It is the kindest thing you can do for yourself is be honest with yourself. 
Don't change your behaviors if you don't want to. Don't change your why if you don't want to. But it is a really, I mean, we love our friends who who are truthful friends, who are honest friends, right? Like you're like, oh man, I I know when she's telling me what she thinks, she's telling me the truth. And I know that she doesn't lie to me. So when we're being friends, good friends to ourselves, be that good of a friend to yourself that you tell yourself the truth. Yeah, that's so good. So I, I want to like, as we're figuring out, you know, we've we've talked about how the same like road can split off and we can either be yeah. escaping from things or we can be pursuing like really good, yeah, wholesome, healthy, happy, yes. fun. How do we, uh, I think for a lot of us, we've disconnected from what, sounds fun to us. So how do we start yeah. to even figure that out again? Okay, so the, the, I, all of our friends that are listening, everybody here's here at Girls' Night. I'm going to ask a question and I want you to yourself or out loud, everyone, to answer it without like thinking. That's the best okay. way to do this. Okay. So if you have lost your fun, the question is, when you were eight years old and you got home from school on a Tuesday, what'd you do after school? I think I hung out with my friends. Yeah. Yeah, neighborhood, everybody got off the school bus at the same stop. You probably went and grabbed a snack and then ran back outside, Yep. right? And some people say, I, so I would come in and eat a snack and read <laughs> read the newspaper because I loved reading the comics. Like I would sit and read the comics. Um, and so there's, so if you have lost your fun, the first thing to do is ask yourself, what was your childhood fun? What was it? that was fun before the world told you that wasn't fun or the world told you it's too busy for fun or the world told you it's too hard for fun, mm-hmm. right? And that usually happens. There are some of our friends who grew up in homes that it was all of those things, hard, scary, sad from the from the get. And so for those friends who grew up in homes where there wasn't a lot of peace before middle school, there are usually, in my experience of talking to people, there are usually glimpses of like, well, there was this one teacher and mm-hmm. there was this one classroom that was different for me. Or there was a volunteer with the youth group at church mm-hmm. that was really kind to me. Or I played this sport. And the reason I played this sport is because my next door neighbor's mom could pick me up and drop me off because he was on the same team as me. You know, so if you don't have a a clear childhood memory of a lot of good things, look for what was your, what was your saving grace? Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite counselors is a guy named Jim Cress from Charlotte. And I met him at on-site workshops in outside of Nashville. And he says, the tools you needed as a child to survive are still in your toolbox. You just don't use them anymore if you've grown up, if you're working on being emotionally healthy. So when we talk about fun and losing fun, I say to people, go back and look in your toolbox. What was it that helped you then that you don't really need anymore? So, you know, there's, when it with thunder and lightning, I get under my covers because I was afraid. That was a tool, right? Mm-hmm. I, I needed to feel safe. I, I don't need that tool anymore, but I can remember that tool is there and that when I feel unsafe, what I found safest was to get quiet and get small. Yeah. I can pay attention to that as a grown-up yeah. and wonder and ask myself what that means. Yeah. And so that's really how you do it. I mean, there's all sorts of, uh, Stephen, we could talk through all the like, okay, list five hobbies that you'd like to try and give them each a month. Or, mm-hmm. you know, call your three best friends and y'all go out to dinner and ask each other what sounds fun to you. And here's what'll happen. Whether it's with your husband or your boyfriend or your parents or your roommates or your best friends, you sit down and go, what sounds fun to you? And let them answer and then say, Why? 
and then let them answer again. And if you ask why three times, you're going to get to the heart of why it really matters to them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I mean, 90% of the time, it comes down to something about their grandparents or some memory from their childhood. And it's because everything felt easier. Everything felt easier when we were little. And when we were quiet, again, there are people sadly raised in unsafe homes. And, and so they have a different point of view than a lot of us. But there are still these moments of like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's why I, that's why I love basketball is because my dad loved basketball. Mm. That's why I love cross-stitching is one of mine because my grandmother taught me how to cross-stitch, Yeah, right? Or that's why I love gardening because I grew up on a farm. You know, they, almost always, if we go back and look at those childhood tools, what sounds fun to us now is connected to them somehow. And if we will start that journey, that really will lead you to help find fun in a life that maybe you haven't prioritized that in a while. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book, and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there, and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me, and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing, that is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done, and that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash friendship. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. 
Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And it sounds like if we can do those things, it kind of brings back, like you said at at the beginning, like kind of help you be the Annie you want to be. Like it it kind of gets you back to the the core of who you are and and helps you practice being that and shake away some of the stuff. It pulls back some of the layers. Yes, exactly. It just, it just... It exposes you. I mean, it's one that I say a lot to people like, you don't find a lot of couples who go on a first date at an amusement park. And the reason you don't is because getting on a roller coaster next to someone that you try to figure out if you want to date them is incredibly vulnerable, mm. right? I mean, like you're going to be screaming and mm. you don't know how you feel. And you, you know, like fun actually reveals you. And huh. so you're not going to do that on a first date. Very yeah. rarely. Or you, I mean, you can go to, you might go to the, you know, the fair in your town or something like that. But like, you're probably not loading up in Orlando and going and riding the Star Wars rides with someone you've just met. Like, what because if it like, just acts like, <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Right. There are yeah. so many uh, factors you can't control. And I'm still out there in that date in life. And I'm like, man, first dates, I am not trying to have a risk. I'm not, the mm-hmm. risk is already showing up. I'm not trying to have uh-huh. a puking risk yeah. or a screaming risk or a crying risk, right? So, yep. so I, I say all that to tell you that the, the, the thing about fun that people forget is it really is revealing and it really is connecting with people. And so even at a sporting event, like have y'all been, have you been to a Nashville soccer club match yet no, at the new stadium? But, no, but my husband tried to talk me into like season tickets when they first came out. And I don't know, I, I think maybe he forgot or something like that, but, but like we almost got them. And so no, we haven't been yet. Okay, listen, so I do have season tickets and there's like a couple of games in the next couple of weeks I can't go to. So I would love for y'all to take my two tickets and go to one of those games. You just have to, you're going to love you it. We'll email about it today. A- hero in my house right now. Yes, I'll like, tell you the two games I have. I've, I know which ones I need 
somebody to sit in those seats and wear the gold and the blue. I can do that. But the, the interesting thing about sporting events is people yell and scream in, in a way they don't do anywhere else. They're uh-huh. having so much fun. But like these businessmen, they don't do that anywhere else. They yeah. don't do that at church. They don't do that in their car. They don't do that in their, in their work environment. When they are having fun, they let go. And they go nuts cheering for other people. And so you just go like, oh yeah, this actually reveals something about me. And so fun does that in a way that we don't give fun credit for, of going like, oh, that actually is letting me see the people that I love in a way I have not seen them. Oh, I love that. It's, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I feel like there were times when I was dating, or I mean, this happens with friends or family or something, but when you see someone in their element, like you get to see... Um, like my husband played lacrosse in college and I've only gotten yeah. to see him play lacrosse a handful of times because like we weren't dating in college. Um, yeah. But seeing him like put on the gear and like do this thing that he really loved, it's so, it just, you get to see a different side of someone's heart and it's so cool to see that. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I also, it, it is why it can be scary to fall in love with someone you see when they're doing their job, right? Because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing you in your moment. And then you see them not doing their job. It's a Nashville problem, right? Of like people who get fall in love on the road, it's romances. Ah, right? Because uh-huh. you're like seeing them in their element. And then you get home and you're like, oh, you're boring. I didn't know you were boring. <laughs> I only saw you in your element. <laughs> there's there's both sides for sure. That's right. That's um, right. That's so funny. The other thing I've been thinking about, like, I, you know, when it comes to fun is like thinking back to what, what was fun when we were younger. It's like, what was fun before people told you that you weren't good enough at it to like really pursue it. You know, like I think I liked art class a lot growing up, but like I'm not a good artist, like truly not. And so it's, so I have no future in it. I had, you know, I didn't go to art school. I mean, I really, truly, I just like kind of like to paint a little sometimes. Yeah. And so kind of going back to that and being like, okay, so what if it doesn't have to turn into anything? Like you don't have to sell it on Etsy or something. Yes. Do it because it's fun. Listen, girl, that's why we talk about the joys of being an amateur in the book, Uh because it's like, stop acting like, to to everyone, not to you, I'm not like, stop at you, but stop acting like everything has to go pro. Like just, you know, you, someone makes really great cookies and they bring them to every baby shower and they bring them to every wedding shower and every gathering. And, and always someone will say, you should sell these. And as soon as that switches, it's not a hobby anymore. It's a profession. And you go like, maybe I should sell these. How do I sell these? And then you get a booth at a farmer's market and then suddenly uh, the grocery store wants to carry them and now Nabisco bought you and you're a bazillionaire and all the things. And that's great. And sometimes the thing you do as an amateur is meant to go pro. You and I would not have these jobs if our amateur thing was not meant to go pro. We went pro with what we were an amateur at. The problem is when we are told or believe if I can't be a pro, I shouldn't participate at all. Yeah. And that's why that's art class, right? Mm-hmm. Or the other thing that happened to me, I wonder if this ever happened to you. It happens to a lot of us a lot of times. Of if it if other people don't think this is cool, well, it probably isn't cool. I shouldn't love it. Like I shouldn't like and and even, I mean, you know that I talk about fun all the time. And I tell people all the time, do not shame your fun and do not judge other people's fun. And I still sometimes get nervous talking about cross-stitching because I'm like, oh, is that not cool? And I'm like, Annie, you love it. Who cares? Who actually cares? Yeah. No one cares. No. Because it makes me a better me. And that's what people love is when we're our best selves. 
Yeah. And so is there a way to, and it happened to me in middle school. I love the French horn. It's probably your art class story. I love the French horn. And I I can tell you where I was standing in the hallway in eighth grade when a friend, and I was the oldest kid in my family. So no one went to high school before me. And so a girl in, in line next to me in eighth grade said, you aren't going to play band in high school, right? Because you know, that's not cool. And I was like, what? I didn't. No, I didn't know that wasn't cool. I could, oh, okay. And that day I switched lines and tried out for chorus instead of the band and never played the French horn again. And oh. it all because someone else told me the thing you love is not going to make you popular. And I chose that. A lot of high school, a lot of my friends now in high school did not make that choice. They chose to be who they authentically were and mm-hmm. they're better adults for it. I chose to do what I thought was cooler and I missed out on what I think I would have loved. Yeah. And I think that still happens to us as adults, right? Where you want to go see a movie and your friends don't want to go see the movie and then you feel silly about it. Or you, I just saw a friend of mine on Insta story. She's like, bought a ticket to this concert by myself. If anybody wants to come, grab you one too. And I thought, that's it. Go to the show you want to go to. Go to the concert you want to go to. And... And see who else shows up there. It's a great way to build community. Sorry, I'm saying so many words. But I, when I was, I was down in Franklin a couple of weeks ago because I was missing this one color for my cross stitch. I was mm-hmm. missing this one blue I needed. And when I'm down at the um, the fabric store, the like um, craft store, there's another girl in the in the same aisle picking out a color. And I was like, What are you doing? She was like, well, what are you making? So then we had this like five-minute conversation where if I'd have moved to a new, t- if I'd have been a new town I lived in, you would have been a like, place that I, give me your number. We be friends. Yes. 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 So when you go after the thing you love and the hobby that matters most to you, you will actually find community there. I love that. And it's I think, true, like, right? In, so in high school, my friends were all really, I'm, for living in Nashville, we've lived in Nashville for eight years now. Yeah. I still don't know as much about music as I should. I definitely yeah. know more than I used to. But my best friend from my whole life is so into music. It's like yeah. absolutely her main thing. And when we were in high school, I tried to keep up with her. Like I went to all the shows and I, you know, like was into, I don't know, Dashboard Confessional. And yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah. I'm trying to think of a bunch of other Cool other bands. Cool bands. And I like try to keep up. And finally, I just gave up. I was like, I can't, I can't keep yeah. up with this. But it's been so cool because she's been able to make, she's, I mean, she has this whole crew of friends who are so into the same kind of music that she is and will go to the shows with her. And yeah. I get to be like, I'll see you after. Or like, I'll go to a show that yes. I'm into, but like, I'm not into that band. I'm not coming. Or, um, yes. I, but I, I think that for me in, in like growing up, it was less about me choosing to do the things that were, cool. And like, I was afraid to not choose things that were cool. So like an example is every Halloween, everyone wanted to go to all of the haunted houses. I was scared out of my mind. And it was like such an uncool thing to be scared and to skip out. And finally, I had to like, just get over it and be like, I'm either going to be scared out of my mind and like not sleep for months because of this, or I'm just going to not be cool, but I'm going to get to like sleep at night. And that's a hard decision too. Yeah, I'll live with peace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's super hard. It's a really funny thing. Uh, my coworker and friend Ashley and I were literally just talking about this, about where courage and fun meet and mm-hmm. about why it matters that you look for both. Because kind of one can be the engine and one can be the caboose. 
And and they actually can switch. Sometimes you can go after fun and you end up having to do something brave. So if if in your head, the the, um, haunted houses is a great example. If in your head that would have been fun, but you were afraid, if you will take the steps and go with your friends, then you will be brave enough to do it and you'll have enjoyed you did it. That Your reasoning was right for you, but I'm just saying other times, courage leads the way and you go, or other times fun leads the way, which is what you did where you went like, you know, what actually sounds fun to me is not going to that. Uh And, And what came behind is this courage that said, you're allowed to be you. Yeah. You're allowed to be you. And oh, so they yeah. were still a train connected. You just let what sounded more fun to you lead because yeah. that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Right? Where the other side, it's like, well, this could be fun, but I'm going to let courage lead because I know what it could be. Yeah. And either way, it's a win, but they often go hand in hand more than we realize. I heard a podcast a million years ago, and I need to figure out what this is. It was by some brands like a hammock making brand or something like that. I'm like not outdoorsy. I should lead with that. But it was some hammock making brand and they were talking about um, type one fun and type two fun. And type one fun is like just your immediate fun. So it's like sitting on a patio with your friends. Yeah. Like having a drink and watching a band or something like that sounds just immediately fun, kind of easy fun. But then type two fun is something that like requires something of you. And in the moment, like it's something like camping where it's like, Hey, that's uncomfortable. You're like, you're not going to get the best sleep of your life. You're going to wake up sore, but it's going to be, it's going to end up being like more memorable fun than just going and getting drinks with someone. And I've, I've started thinking about that more. I learned to scuba dive a couple years ago. Oh, wow. And which is like very outside my comfort zone. But that is the kind of thing where it's like, I, you know, of course I remember time with my friends, you know, sitting on a patio, but I will never forget the like, deep sense of satisfaction and how proud I was of myself from doing this thing that kind of wasn't fun in the moment because it was scary. But overall, was like this really deep, powerful kind of fun. Yeah. This summer, I got an inflatable kayak. A friend of mine gifted it to me because there's like a couple of friends who all go kayaking together. And so they gave me one to be a part of it with them. And it takes so many things to get it out there. Like you have to go to the lake. You have to put it in the car. You have to put it in your car. You have to have a pump. You have to go to the lake. You have to blow it up. You have to get in it. And then you have to deflate it and let it dry off and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's just a lot of steps on either side. And and yet, it is so worth it. It is so worth it for the experience in the middle. And that's exactly what you're saying about scuba diving. And that is often true about fun. I love the type one and type two. That's, that's, that's so true. Often, we need, we, well, all the time, we need both. We need the little everyday uh, releases. If you think about a whale, there are times where a whale goes really deep and then has to come up and will kind of surface repeatedly. And then there are other times where you see a whale come up once or twice and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And we need that in our lives too. We need the like real deep dive, come up, do something wild like scuba diving or a big trip or a vacation or something that's a little bit outside of how we normally spend our finances mm-hmm. because we need a big exhale Mm-hmm. after an experience. And other and and along with it, that same whale needs to take the daily breaths of like going to get drinks with friends or going to see a movie or, you know, trying a new recipe, like these basic everyday things that just bring joy to the life that you already have. I love that. Well, okay, so talk to me about how to make time for this. Because that's like one of the things that we're thinking about is, you know, we all have our to-do lists. I'm looking at mine right now. Like how yes. do we like practically make this a part of our lives? 
Yeah, well, the reality is we put everything on our calendar that we think matters most to us. And so you and I having this conversation was a high priority to both of us in this hour. And so it was on our calendar. So there wasn't a chance that there was going to be another one of these conversations on my calendar in this hour or that I was going to go to Old Navy in this hour, right? Because (laughs) it was on my calendar. So that's the reality about fun is even if it is going to be you and your husband and your three kids and you're figuring out what to do Saturday, I say put it on the calendar. Because everything on your calendar is what you have said to yourself, this matters enough that I don't want anything taking this time. And so that just so today, here's a perfect example. I got to my office this morning and my sweet number two assistant, uh, she's amazing. We call her the chief anti-officer, Lillian. You've talked with Lillian. Lillian has a sheet for me every day that gives me my (laughs) schedule. And we realized that we had left like no time for lunch. Like that it was just back to back to back all day. And that is going to happen some days. It is super busy. It is a busy season. And the other thing is, I'm like, I can't live like this. We can't live at this pace. And so if I want to eat lunch, we are going to have to start putting it on the calendar, right? Because whatever is on the calendar is what matters most. And when we don't put things like that on the calendar, the person who talks to me about 11 o'clock and the person who talks to me about 12 o'clock, they aren't paying attention to each other. Uh And so... And so they just are doing what they can do for us to get in the same place at the same time. That is absolutely what has to happen with fun. That is my, in my calendar, if I had it in here, I would show it to you. In my day planner, I use my iCal and I have a calendar that is one of those that always includes my like personal life stuff. But in my work calendar, I outline in pink everything that is like, this is fun and it's on your calendar mm-hmm. because I need to see it. Yeah. I need to see like, I also have my orthodontist appointment outlined for Thursday because I'm on my last trays of Invisalign. So it's like yes. my last one. So I'm like, that's fun for me, you know? Yeah. It's putting it on the calendar. It's saying to yourself, everything that keeps me healthy and happy is on my calendar. And I think I will choose to believe that fun is that. So I will add that to the, my calendar, just like I add my workouts, just like I add meals with friends, just like I add vacations. I love that. Okay, so I want to get some ideas. You know, we talked about looking back at, you know, your childhood and and trying to kind of figure out Mm -hmm. what has brought you joy in the past. Can you give us some examples of like, I don't know, some things that are on your, that are like fun for you right now? Or now, you know, it's summer right now. I feel like summer is such a good time for fun. So So what are some fun things that we, what are some fun things you're doing right now? And what are some fun things, like, just give us some ideas. Yeah, it's funny because our friends who live, you and I are both Southern gals. So we're both like, summer is the best. And people up North are like, don't you dare make me go outside in this. And they're like, we're ready for winter sports. And you and I are like, please don't, please don't. It it's is. just cold and dark. It's just cold uh, and dark. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, okay, so some examples, some things that people can do. And we really go through and chase the fun in that last 30 days. We really kind of go through and help you identify what are the hobbies that you could try. And when and my suggestion as a self-proclaimed fun coach is give a hobby a month. And unless it's like a book club and they meet once a month, then give it three months. But, you know, something like cooking out of a cookbook or getting together with a group of friends or trying a sport, um, give all of those a couple of weeks to see if you love them. There is, you do not have to marry your hobby. You are allowed to walk away from your hobby after a couple of weeks if you aren't enjoying it, if it's not giving you life and fun and relaxation and vulnerability and all the things that we know fun um, allows for. So, okay, so some of the things, let me, I'll just, uh, let me walk you through as I'm planning my fall. 
Okay. okay. So I did a thing this summer called the best summer ever, where I decided like I was going to have the best summer ever. And let me tell you why is, is I love doing fun things, but also there's some real hard things going on for my family. And we're like kind of suffering as a family. And I knew, we all knew that that would happen this summer. And so I wanted, at the time that I knew there was going to be pain, I wanted to be intentional about joy. The Bible's like super clear, like even in laughter, the heart may ache. And so, and we and we saw it in Inside Out, right? Like it's a very theologically sound movie that actually joy and sadness go better together than apart. Mm. And so, and so I was like, well, I'm going to be intentional about my joy this summer because the sadness hurricane is coming, whether I like it or not. Yeah. So as I'm looking toward the fall, I'm just going to do this with you live. I haven't really done this a ton in my life. Like, it's not like I have a list at home. So when I'm thinking about what hobbies are coming in the fall, I'm thinking about what do I traditionally love about that season? Um, well, I think I love being outside still in the fall here in Nashville. It's beautiful. People get real excited. There's like things to go to. So what that makes me want to do is it makes me want to Google what goes on in the fall in Nashville because there's probably things I don't know about that I think would be really fun to try for the first time, right? So for example, I know there's like a fall fest kind of thing down in Franklin that I've lived here 14 years and I've never gone to. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make a list either on my phone or on my, I use those big sticky notes on my wall a lot. So I'm going to make a list and I'm saying to you right now, I'm going to put that fall festival on there because I've never been before. And that sounds really fun and it cost me $0. So the currencies that are most important in my life are time, money, and humans, right? Like Mm -hmm. your time with people really matters to me. And so uh, those are, money is not the most interesting currency to me. I yeah. think time is far more interesting. Do we have time to do what we want versus do we have money to do what we want? Yeah. And so uh, money we can be in charge of. Time we cannot control. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I pay more attention to that. So when I'm thinking about what sounds fun to me this fall, I'm thinking about stuff like that. Yeah. I'm thinking about, are there any trips that I want to go on that I haven't thought about yet? Because this would be the time to start thinking about that. Yep. Um, I'm thinking about the holidays coming up and knowing financially that I want to give people gifts. So I may not get to go on a lot of trips in the fall. Mm-hmm. So I'm even as I'm saying that, I'm going, oh yeah, that's really true. So what would it look like to still find, just like scratch my travel itch in a real budget-friendly way? Because yep. gas is incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. And so what's the way to do that? If I was picking up a new hobby this fall, what would I do? I would probably sit with my, I'm having dinner with some girlfriends tonight. I would probably sit around and ask them, if we could do one thing this fall once a month, what would you want to do? And just mm-hmm. see what they say, mm-hmm. right? Just see what people say. I mean, it's a great conversation to have with your husband or the guy you're dating or the friends you're hanging out with of like, hey, if we picked up a new hobby this fall, what are three things you'd want to try? Uh-huh. And at least start the conversation, right? And just see what people say. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I would start. I think always remember, look back at what you loved as a kid. And uh, I get this quote from Matt Chandler, a pastor out of Texas, and he use this quote from a Jewish teacher that says, um, if, you, if you work with your hands, you Sabbath or rest with your mind. And if you work with your mind, you Sabbath rest with your hands. So let me kind of explain that. So for like doctors or baseball players or farmers, they are spending their bodies on their job. Mm-hmm. And so their rest probably needs to look like listening to albums, sitting on the couch, going to the pool, working on a puzzle, doing things that slow their body down, reading books, let their mind kind of lead. 
for people like me, and I think like you, who uh-huh. we work with our minds. I mean, we're typing all the time and we're talking all the time, and it's mostly our minds that work. It needs to be our hands that help us rest. So gardening, cross-stitching, um, cooking, building, sports, uh, going and doing, letting letting some energy out of your body. Mm-hmm. And and often I find that, that that really helps me when I'm trying to pick what I'm going to do on my day of rest every week. I'm looking, I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to pray, I'm going to do that connection stuff with God. But but I'm really looking for, I, I'm really looking for something to do with my hands and my body. That is, I'm so, I've never heard that. And that is that so good. That is it's so, so helpful. Mm-hmm. It is so yeah. helpful yeah. for people to feel this release for like athletes to feel the release of like, hey, on your day off, you actually should let your body rest. Mm-hmm. And you should actually like read a book and yeah. listen, watch a show. Yeah. Listen to a podcast while you're laying on your porch. Like, let your body rest and let your mind kind of have some exercise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's so good. Annie, tell me any last, like, just piece of encouragement for women who are wanting to have yeah. more fun in their lives in general or this summer, but I think just life in general. Yes. Uh, life in general, here's what is true. There's a counselor here in Nashville named Stephen James, and he says, life is tragic and God is faithful. And so that is what we get to hold going forward, that that I can't promise you reading through Chase the Fun for 100 days and committing to that is going to make your life not painful. In fact, what I can actually promise you is that there is going to be something that happens in each of our lives in the next 100 days that makes us cry. It may be a big cry or a little cry, but something is going to be sad. And okay, we will survive it. The thing you didn't think you'd survive before this, you did and so you'll be all right. Um, so my encouragement is don't expect the world to get easier, but figure out a way to love harder and to connect more deeply. And then the, you are able to survive what you didn't think you could survive. And so I, I just, I genuinely, I think you know this about me, Stephanie, but I mean, I genuinely think fun is kind of a life raft for us in a lot of ways. And so figuring out like, when do I need on that life raft? And what does it look like to have that tool available to me? I think really is going to help us grow into the women that we really want to be when we're in our 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, right? Like, I'm not even close to my halftime show yet, right? We have a lot of time left being an adult. And so I want to figure out how everything that makes me healthy and strong and happy works together. And that involves fun. Yeah, yeah. I just had this thought of like, oh my gosh, you got to do something awesome for your halftime show. So I know, I know. I think I really want to be 100 because I want to go from two digits to three digits. Like I kind of think that's cool. Uh And so when I turned 50, that's my halftime show. So everybody stick around. We got about a decade left. I've just turned 42. So I got eight years left. Uh And then we're going to have a great halftime show. Yeah, you're going to have to have something awesome. awesome. Everybody's invited. Absolutely everybody's invited. Done. Annie, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for the work that you do. I just thank you for helping us just be better friends to each other, to ourselves, and um, have more fun. It's just, you're right. It is a life raft. And I'm I'm thankful uh, for your help in really building it. Thanks, friend. I appreciate it. You guys, isn't Annie amazing? Seriously, she's our new best friend, right? Now, don't forget that if you ever want to find the links for anything we talk about in our Girls' Night episodes, you can always find those over in our show notes. 
Just head over to girlsnightpodcast.com and you'll find links for everything, including links for Annie. So you can pick up her book, listen to her podcast and follow along with all the great stuff she's doing. All right, friends, that's it for today's episode, but we have so much good stuff ahead this season. And with that in mind, now is the perfect time to make sure you're subscribed. Subscribing to the show is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It won't send you an email or anything. It just makes sure your phone downloads the latest episode when a new one's released. And I did want to take a quick second to ask you a favor. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you've been a Girls' Night fan for a while now, would you take just two quick seconds to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? Those reviews help out our podcast so much, and it really would mean the world to me. So if you take two quick seconds to do that, I'd be so grateful. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me for Girls' Night, and I'll see you next week.